Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Lots of Fort Worth on today's show. Coming up later in the program, cancer survivor Brad Nallen talks to me about his journey back to health. He also has details on the Zero Cancer Run Walk that is coming up in October. We start off with T.D. Smyers. He's the president and CEO of the United Way of Tarrant County. Sir, how are you doing today? Great, Nick. Thanks. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I mentioned off mic that I had interviewed the United Way of Dallas, and you guys are more focused on, you, you say Tarrant County, but yeah. you're really Fort Worth. Is that correct? Well, Fort Worth is a center of our effort in the largest city, but it, in, it includes Arlington Mansfield. It includes up in the nor- in northeast Tarrant, significant areas like South Lake, Bedford. I mean, it's, it's Tarrant County's a large area. It's a really large area. Yeah. Was this organization always in charge of that area, or has that expanded over years? Did you originally start in Fort Worth and then blow up? There's been a United Way in, in Fort Worth since 1922. It started as community chest but there's united ways in arlington and united way of northeast tarrant they're kind of our subsidiaries and the umbrella for all of it is united way of tarrant county let's uh, learn a little bit about you what do you sure. how long have you been with this organization uh coming up on three years now and okay. i've been the ceo for a little over a year came on as a coo type role to try to help redesign the fundraising of United Way of tarrant county and build a new strategy what did you do before that did you work within the nonprofit man, man, sector I, I have the most uncharacteristic background for a, for a social sector guy. I was in a, in a role, uh, I was the, the regional CEO of the American Red Cross, North Texas region, for four years prior to that. Before that, I did 31 years in the U.S. Navy. I was a Navy flyer, um, raised, so to speak, uh, tracking submarines from the air in an aircraft called the P-3 Orion. Uh, my last role in the Navy, I was the commanding officer of Naval Air Station Fort Worth Joint Reserve Base which was a great thing. It was probably my best tour in the Navy and a perfect time to retire and then take what the Navy had taught me for 30-plus years and do something with it. So were you a pilot in the Navy or were you on— I was a naval flight officer, so if you remember Top Gun, I would have been Goose. Okay. Okay. All right. That's how everybody understands. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Did your work within the military help set you up for this social sector work that you're doing? Yeah, big time. I see a big similarity. You know, and it's it's insightful that you see that, Nick, because most people say, oh, it must have been so different, you know, to move from from military leadership to social sector leadership because they've got this kind of caricature in their mind of military military leadership. You know, take mm. that hill and everybody just does what you do because <laughs> right. you've got your rank on the collar, right? The reality is uh, in the uniform and out of uniform, it's about inspiring people. And so the things that the Navy taught me in 30 plus years of, of failing and failing and failing and then succeeding, right? And then mm-hmm. starting all over again um, is definitely transportable right over to the social sector. And it works great. I mean, when you look at it, what what I am about and the organizations that United Way supports are about are moving assets and people 
to do great things for other folks. That's really where I see a lot of that similarity, mm-hmm. where that that's really what you're in the business of in both, when you get kind of down to the bare bones. Yeah, so I can it. definitely see that similarity. With being in for so long, was it hard to transfer into civilian life, or did you really like to, did you like the way that you were going automatically and thought, this is a great fit? Uh, absolutely. I, when I, my wife would tell you I wasn't a traditional military guy. <laughs> She's probably right in a lot of ways that I managed to get promoted despite myself. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt like it was time. You, there's always time. You know, you're when you're in uniform, you're going to leave it at some point. Mm. Even if you're the chief of naval operations, you're going to leave at some point. So it's choosing that time. And for me, um, I'm from North Texas. I grew up in Wise County, a small town in Wise County. Uh, the Navy sent me back to command a base in Fort Worth, Texas, which was the largest city to me growing up. So I was home. Uh, my wife loved the area. We came back and just decided that this was a great, and it wasn't a great job to transition to. A base commander role is very outward facing. You get to know people and see where you might fit. Were you interfacing with any charities and nonprofits in that position? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That's kind of what teed up the Red Cross opportunity. That's really what I was kind of uh, yeah. wondering about. Yeah, I, well, when I was on the base, we have a series of societies that help support the families on the base, like the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. And the American Red Cross has a strong partnership with those relief societies. They work to help those military families with resources that the Red Cross has. And so there's a partnership there that I help facilitate between the Red Cross and the base. And that relationship helped open up the opportunity when the Red Cross was looking for a regional CEO out here. You moved from the Red Cross over to United Way Tarrant County. Yeah. What spoke to you about this organization of all the different places you could have gone or you even could have stayed with the Red Cross? Yeah. What spoke to you about the United Way? What it could be. Um, to be honest with you, and I told him this when we did the interview, I wasn't particularly enamored with United Way. And over, t- over time, I felt like the fundraising model was dated. I felt like the impact the, or- uh, the organization did had, had, had kind of waned. And as a Red Cross leader, I was seeing less and less from the different United Ways that I had a relationship with while the requirements were more and more and more. But when I thought about what it could be, what it must be for a resilient, strong socioeconomic fabric in the community, um, I thought, wow, this would be the opportunity to create that. And I uh, have, have jumped in with both feet and brought on board a whole bunch of people a lot smarter than me. And we've helped, uh, I think, reshape the organization in Tarrant County, potentially with a model that's transportable to other parts of the country. Was there resistance, an organization that has been around for as long as it has been and as well known as it is to have some new guys show up and say, guess what? I've got the new path. I know what we're going to do from now on. Were they accepting of that at first or did you really have to prove yourself in the sense that this is going to be the way what resistance to change in a hundred year old organization (laughs) (laughs) go figure no um but 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 more importantly nick it really wasn't me riding in on a a white horse going hey this is how we're going to do it it was me riding in going we're going to figure out how to do this together because we know that we need to go to a new place we know we need to be a new thing to our community we're going to figure out what that thing is together and, and, and I genuinely meant that. The way we structured our strategic plan was, was very internal. We, we did it ourselves. We didn't go hire a consultant to come in and write it for us. The team, United Way of Tarrant County team, wrote it. We figured out how to do it. We did the research. We did the introspection. We did the, the, uh, the anecdotal data collection and the anecdotal and data collection in the community. We did it. And so, therefore, now that it's published, it's ours. There's buy-in. So it was less about me riding in saying, I know the way we should go. Hey, I'm not that smart. Um, But it was me riding in saying, let's get the smart people together and figure out where this needs to go. And I think we've gotten it to a pretty incredible place. Had you ever gone through something that was that comprehensive? I mean, that looking at an organization as large as this one is and really going from the top to the bottom 
restructuring, figuring out what was going on, what you need to do in the future, that's a huge undertaking. It sure is. And it, and probably to answer your question, no. I mean, when I was the base commander um, at NAS Fort Worth, I got to interface a lot with a community and work on compatible development around the base to make sure somebody didn't throw up a 365-foot wind turbine in the approach path and that kind of stuff. You know, there was a, there was a lot of collaboration. But something um, as comprehensive and, and changing the strategy – the organization and the culture of of an impactful organization like United Way, I think this is probably the 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 most comprehensive and the toughest job I've had. Did you end up liking it more than you thought you would? I love it. I love getting up every day and going to work at United Way of Tarrant County. And and I'm, the best part is though, I'm surrounded by a team that feels the same way. You know, they we all show up there and we know what we're doing is noble and we know what we're doing is bold and we believe we can get it done. And so that creates this incredible culture of uh, that we exist for the community, not to push our own brand or to expand any one organization, but we exist to be kind of that mortar between the bricks mm. that provides collaborative leadership and resources to make stuff happen in a big way, and that's exciting. You said that you've been with the organization for about three years? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm a little short of that now. Are you guys where you want to be as far as this new restructuring, or are you still in the process yeah, of getting there? That's a great there? question. We, we, um, I figured this was going to be maybe about a five-year project. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I feel like we're about a year ahead of schedule, coming up on three years into it. Yeah, and a lot of that's because I've got a great, I've got great board leadership. Uh, Rich Chan at BNSF is our board chairman, and uh, he has just really wrapped his head uh, around our ideas and wrapped his arms around the organization and done a superb job of leading that board boldly forward. The budget that they've approved to enable this new strategy is really, the, I think, the, the turning point. Mm. And so I give uh, him full credit for advancing us an additional year. Was that shocking, the amount of money that you guys were able to uh, get and use? Or did you expect that? Well, we, we, we expect, actually, to be able to grow more. The, the, the concept is not uh, bringing—there's no such thing as donating to United Way. You're donating to the community. United Way is the method— the free brokerage, the access, the avenue to make great things happen in this community. And so uh, in approaching it that way, we, we, we've kind of reconstructed who, how United Way is looked at. There's a lot of really different manifestations of that. Some of it's real simple. Um, if you want to give $100 out of every paycheck to an organization, you can do it by either stroking them a check or hitting their website or giving through the United Way, through your workplace giving, right? The only method of those ones that is that gets 100% of that resource to where you want it, whether any nonprofit you pick, if you got a favorite one, you know, then we can use that one. But you got one? Neuro Fitness Foundation. Okay, say so Neuro Fitness Foundation, you want to give 100 bucks to them every every uh, paycheck. You could go on their website and you could give them 100 bucks there, in which case they're going to get $97.50 because somebody's taking 2.5% just for that e-commerce solution. Right, they don't do that for free. Uh, or you can give through your United Way campaign, and they're going to get $100 of that because we've structured our financial model where we don't take any kind of a fee or tax on a designated gift to some, some other organization. We've done it purposefully to remove any barriers. We call it frictionless giving or put your money where your heart is, right? The other way you could do it is to stroke a check, but unless you have free checking and you ride your bicycle down there, it's going to cost you something. And so the, we've, we think we've structured our organization to be the, the method of uh, giving of choice. And because our role is to get into those companies and provide that, what we call this public philanthropy. This is every man and every woman kicking in a little bit to make this a better community, a stronger community. And so 
When you think of philanthropy, you generally think of wealthy people, you know, high wealth individuals stroking million dollar checks over tea. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of we look at what we do as giving the public access to that philanthropy because we we treat people who give through their corporate giving campaigns as philanthropists. We try to structure individualized attention to them and the things that they want to support and love by giving them opportunities to either give to an organization, give to a cause, or if they just want their money to make the most impact to give to the United Way of Tarrant County Community Fund, which gets allocated on a competitive basis to people who are doing great work in the community. T.D. Smyers is the president and CEO of United Way of Tarrant County, their website, unitedwaytarrant.org. We almost got ahead of ourselves. Let's talk more about just what the United Way is doing for the Tarrant County area, because off mic, I asked about the programs in you know, you were saying that it's not necessarily about the programs that are being provided. It's how you're taking this money and what you're doing with it. Yeah. yeah. So bare bones, sure. the United Way of Tarrant County is doing what? So our role in the community is not to deliver services. That's the role of the great network of, of agencies that we partner with. And that's important to realize. Some United Ways tend to gravitate toward being boots on the ground solution providers. Well, that sets up a couple of things, right? Sets up some competition with agencies who are also large in that space in an area and maybe misses a collaborative opportunity. But more importantly, it misses what the strength of United Way really is. I was confronted when I first started this role by the head of one of the agencies locally to me that said, you know, you guys are just a pass-through, TD. We don't need you anymore. And I said, hey, slow down, Hoss. If, if the United Way was not in the community's companies doing these campaigns, how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars would your agency not be able to access through designations? And how many hundreds or thousands of volunteers would never meet you? Because, you know, you don't have the staff to get out there and do that. Our role is to foster that kind of a philanthropic culture in the corporate community in Tarrant County and channel it. Uh, the model we've built, we think, is going to as much as triple the amount of resources that go to social agencies in Tarrant County over the next eight years or so. And it's very intentional to develop that. Have you found that people think that they can bypass an organization like yours? They're like, oh, we have social media now. We can set this up. We can do it by ourselves. They don't understand the impact of what you guys are able sure. to give and achieve. I've seen that in two different manifestations, right? And one of them surprised me. When we start asking the community, what do you want your United Way to be? Because that was part of how we got there. We didn't make this stuff up ourselves in some incubator. You know, we wouldn't ask people. Why demographic of people? People who led companies, people who led agencies, millennial entrepreneurs, people new to the workforce, people that loved us, people that hated us. We ask everybody and, and a very broad assortment of people. And we'd ask them, you know, what do you want your United Way to be? And it, it, and it surprised me because I thought some of the, uh, the younger people that we asked would definitely say, you know, I really don't need you anymore because I can pick up my mobile phone and go to Charity Navigator or I can go to GuideStar and check out and, and give to who I want to. What I heard was different, though. I, I, I heard, yeah, well, sure, TD, I could do that, but I don't want to. Make it frictionless for me. You know, go do the homework, vet the agencies, check people out to make sure that they're doing what they say they're going to do and spending the money the way they say they're going to spend it and then represent them to us. So in that discovery, um, we found that our role is to to service our customer. And in the case of United Way, the customer is the donor. It's it's people like you that want to give something and make an impact of it. Now, people say, well, that, what does that mean about your partner agencies? They're not your customer? And I say, no, they're my partner. That's a different kind of stakeholder. And the people in the community that need help at various times, that's their customer. So ultimately, if I recognize that the United Way's role is to service the intent of the donor, 
that's going to bring a lot more resources to where it goes. And by the way, what kind of a great donor experience is that? If somebody wants to donate and I'm able to match them up with those agencies directly and help kind of broker that introduction, aren't I enhancing that for everybody? Rising tide floats all boats. When you were doing this research, did you find that people didn't really understand what the United Way was was doing for them? All the time. Yeah, I didn't want to start it either. You know, it's a, it's a, it could be a complicated thing, especially if it, over years and years and years as the United Way starts, United Ways across America started gravitating more toward being solution providers, right, and program, programming folks. You start to kind of blur the lines between it and the United Way and the, those agencies they support. We thought it was very important to define ourselves in a role that was supportive of those agencies and in a role that enhanced the strength of our socioeconomic fabric, not competed or detracted or, or muddied the waters, but was very clear. And so that's why we've come up with our, essentially our two roles are to uh, provide collaborative leadership that starts attacking the most enduring social ills of our community and then harnessing the resources of public philanthropy to make those systemic changes. Are these part of the three pillars that you had mentioned to me off yeah, mic? Yeah, so there's three of them. Um, we've talked about all three of them, but just to, de- just to define the terms, um, our new strategy is based on three things. One, donor centricity, the understanding that the donor is our customer and our efforts are about making that, that donor uh, feel like their resources are going exactly where they want them to and giving them a great experience in doing it. The second uh, aspect of our new strategy is public philanthropy, the concept that everybody is a philanthropist, whether you give $25,000 or you give $25. You're giving what you can to make your community a better place and harnessing that is, in the aggregate, that is some powerful resources when you talk about across the whole county. And then finally, the operational element of this is systems change. See, we, we discovered that by just enabling the funding of program work, work that helps a few people, a few individuals, even up to hundreds of individuals. But if we only focus on program work, then we're really treating the symptoms of a problem, not getting to the root causes of the problem. Therefore, what we're doing is essentially funding dependency. If we can continue to fund those programs so that people that need immediate help get what they need, but also attack the root causes, all of a sudden we find ourselves really changing the environment in which people suffer. And so that's how we've structured our new strategy. At least with that, you're talking about massive undertakings. I mean, you're talking about social engineering. What are you guys undertaking right now that is going to help facilitate that change that you just were discussing? Great question. This is year one of systems change funding. So and we, we just allocated last month $13 million uh, into the social sector of Tarrant County. And that included a lot of money, about $6 million worth. It was earmarked for specific agencies through designations like the ones we just talked about. Uh, it's, it, it also includes what we call community change or programmatic work at a large scale that allows things to happen in various uh, areas like early childhood education, for example, and uh, uh, creates uh, you know, dementia, dementia-friendly uh, opportunities for folks that are in the aging communities in, in Tarrant County. Then the other element that we just started funding was this systems change piece. And this is exciting because what we've, we've, we've put requirements on the applicants for these things that they have to be collaborations. You have to be collaborating, preferably across sectors, because that's how you build enduring solutions, right? That when everybody's got a dog in this hunt, then you tend to have everybody wanting to see it succeed. And so the broader the collaboration, the better. 
Uh, Here's an example of a couple of things that really sing, I think, uh, systems change. It's important to to have a child reading at grade level in third grade. That's largely recognized as one of the key points in a child's development that ensures their success if they can read at grade level in third grade. And we had been investing in a program-centric approach to the tune of it's about $300,000 annually. And it it helped approximately 300 kids read at grade level. So, you know, it it did something good for hundreds of kids. But we then discovered if we took that same amount of money and we focused it into teaching teachers, to to helping teachers learn at the first, second, and third grade level how to bring their children up to grade level if they were below that, that we could suddenly affect a broader audience. The first year we did this, we trained 600 students, the folks that ran the initiative. We just enabled it, resourced it. They trained 600 teachers, and those 600 teachers impacted 13,000 students. Same amount of money, different lever pull. That's a real quick return on investment. You said yeah. you spent $300,000 teaching 300 kids to read at yeah, grade level? Approximately. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to get a hold of 600 teachers, mm-hmm. and we're in the tens of thousands. That's right. We're, ob- we're over 10,000, 13,000 kids, and that was in year one. Now, that year, that program is continuing. That's an ongoing program. So th- that's a systemic change. That changes the environment in which kids learn to read at grade level. So that's what I mean when I, when I focus system change. There's a neat, neat one, too, that just got funded last month. It was part of this initial systems change funding. Uh, this is an initiative called Stay the Course. Catholic Charities of Fort Worth is leading a collective. that includes Tarrant County College and some others. But essentially, it takes a six-year study out of Notre Dame. That, that has illustrated a specific set of wraparound services to community college students that quadruples the success rate of that college. Now, that's significant in terms that's of— crazy. Right? Yeah, and so who's interested in that? Well, obviously, Tarrant County College is interested in that. How about the Chamber of Commerce that's trying to attract new businesses to come to town when they can start talking about the quality of the workforce and the education level of the workforce? Now they talk in a whole different language. Our communities are not communities with social issues— and economic issues. They're communities with an interwoven set of socioeconomic issues. And when we see that now from a perspective, from a lens of economic development, both at the individual level, economic resilience for somebody, a job, better employment, better family opportunities, that translates directly into the population and the community level. Better jobs, more businesses coming into town, higher paying opportunities, more financial resilience. So the systems approach, we believe, is the one that's going to lead to the most enduring change over time. I feel like you talk to a lot of people that have these grand ideas for when they want to work on the kind of scale that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of really good examples of things that you can do and say, here's what we did. This is the result. You were able to produce results in a really short amount of time. Did you know that these were going to work as well as they did? No. (laughs) (laughs) no i mean yeah i mean it seems kind of shocking like at least with the teachers was that your plan was that developed by the united way or is that something you took from somewhere else this is a superb question so what we have done is respond to the communities to the brilliance of the community which is part of the strength of this right this is not really about the united way this is about the community the united way is an enabler an empowerer and so positioning ourselves to focus more on the community than on our own individual brand has been the the strength of these successes because now people have brought us these ideas for funding and resourcing and for collaboration and we've embraced them responsively now we are coming nearing completion now of a of a multi-month study that's being done on our behalf by unt health science center that is going to identify the gaps that we have in our community 
and those factors that are common to all those gaps. We think what's going to come out of that is this broad community assessment are now a set of initiatives that we can prioritize and now attack proactively. I think we're always going to have an element of responsiveness, responding to great, brilliant ideas that we don't come up with. But by collecting this data in this study and acting on it, we believe we can proactively draw attention to some things that maybe people haven't considered before. The information in this study is going to be the future of this organization. Is that how you see this? Actually, uh, broader than that, I see it as the future of the community. So here's the deal. We, we, we went and got a quarter of a million dollars to fund this strategy, and then we got UNT Health Science Center to come on board and perform it. And most people would look at that and say, well, then that's a, that's a United Way study. No, as soon as it's published, we're giving it away. We're telling everybody what's in it. We're giving it to everybody, all the data we're sharing with the community, because how cool is that if you have a community that's, that's playing from the same playbook? Now you can make stuff happen, right? What separates the United Way of Tarrant County from other United Ways, let's say? County borders. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. the, the lot... There seems to be a lot more going on here, and it seems like you guys are kind of on the cuff of something that is dramatically different yeah. in terms of impact and the way that organizations, not even just the United Way, but organizations similar to this have run in the way that they have been able to produce results. It seems sure. like there's something big gonna ha- that is going to happen. Well, we, we believe that that's the case. We, you know, we've, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've developed, it's been based on best practices elsewhere in philanthropy. This concept of, uh, of frictionless giving, for example, we got from Charity Water. It's an organization out there that, that operates on a similar model. Uh, we found some examples of things we've liked and we've adopted them to work in Tarrant County. Other things we've innovated on. Um, you know, kudos uh, to uh, United Way Metropolitan Dallas and uh, in Atlanta who have developed really strong social innovation programs. Ground floor here in Dallas, uh, Spark in Atlanta. Uh, we built Kernel, our social innovation, social innovation initiative, to enable brand new ideas that don't come from some established nonprofit necessarily. Just maybe somebody who's got a super idea in their apartment wants to make it happen. And uh, so we felt like it was important to be able to give wings to those kind of ideas. So we created Kernel. Uh, we're in year three this year, and there'll be about $50,000 of seed funding that'll be given to deserving ideas to take them and spread. I love the term frictionless giving. Yeah. I keep rolling it over in my head. <laughs> um, this really, this stood out to me. One of the pillars you said was making donors feel that they're as important as a big money donor. Yeah. And I feel that, that when I do give any money to an organization, shockingly, I'm not giving a lot. But I never feel that I'm one of the donors, that I'm really a person that's making a change. You guys are, are, are really putting a lot of uh, money, let's say, on the fact that that's an incorrect way to think. Yeah. That the way to really think is that anybody that gives is actually making an impact. Yeah. And the, and the problem is in our social sector, and you notice I don't use the term nonprofit because I think immediately when you start talking about a sector in terms of the anti aspects of its financial model, you lose what they actually are about. So the, these social agencies, which I refer to collectively as the social sector, um, we, we, there's a lot of things we think wrong about that. And one of them is the way that we represent gifts. It's, it's easy to get lost if you don't consider that your $25 is going to do more than maybe feed somebody for a day, right, or something like that. But when you can collectively do this through an, a, a program like a United Way campaign, 
You're talking about now hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're talking about moving realities and futures for entire populations, and you're part of that. And, and you can't ignore your part of that because through the, the, the nature of public philanthropy, the whole is, the, is greater than the sum of its parts. And so you, 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 it's, I call this team ball a lot. My, 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 my staff gets probably sick of hearing me say it, but I say this is team ball. This, the, you know, m- making enduring change in our community is team ball. We're not going to social service our way to a, to a solution in any of this stuff. But if we get the government, if we get the social sector and the private sector, all together on planning the eventual place we need to get, it's going to endure. How much time do you spend directing a donor to a project? So you've got these new things that are coming up, mm-hmm. and a new donor comes to you, big corporation, they say, we're gonna, we want to give a bunch of money, we, we'd like to give it to this. That's a great And you think question. to yourself, you know what, we're, let's steer that money somewhere else. Do you have to sell these organizations on the ideas that you guys have? Well, donor centricity means we look at that differently. Before, it, the, the situation you just described was exactly what would happen. I would go, let's go and sit down and talk to a technology company. And I said, tell, tell us about what your corporate social responsibility is. Matter of fact, a situation, a conversation just like this, is a, it, it actually happens. So I'm sitting here with the CEO of this company. And I said, tell us what your focus areas are. And one of them is STEM. Science, technology, engineering, and math, right? Um, and and it, it, you don't have to, to extrapolate too much to understand why, because he wants to contribute to a locally available, technically skilled workforce because he runs a technology company. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, under the old model, I'd say, okay, STEM, well, I'd, unroll, I'd roll open the scroll and say, here are all the organizations that we support that do STEM. Instead, the conversation went like this. Well, what would you like to do with STEM? And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I mean, you say you support STEM. In your ideal world, what would that support look like? And he said, well, I guess what we would do is, is strengthen uh, middle school math programs so that kids went into high school in the areas around my plant better equipped to succeed and get certifications out of those, those uh, technical uh, education programs. I said, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> It's very. I feel sold. I'm like, all right, yes, that's a great idea. So, are, are are people like we were talking a lot about this earlier that you're really trying to get people to understand how the United Way works and exactly yeah. what they do? Has it been hard helping these people and these organizations understand that this is playing the long game? What you're mm-hmm. talking about is there's no immediate way. I mean, some immediate. You have. Some, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I almost blew out my question because <laughs> you do have some immediate results. But some of this game. is is really going to play the long game. Do they find that as satisfying as opposed to handing somebody a bowl of soup? It, it, it's interesting. Some some donors don't. Right. And that's a lot because how we've been structured to think about philanthropy. We've been structured to think, I want my dollar to go directly into the mouth of somebody who's hungry, or I want my dollar to go directly into the backpack of a kid going to school. And right. there's, that, there's that desire. And I think at the individual level, because that's led by heart, that we've met that in this frictionless giving program that we've created, this frictionless giving procedure we've created. But then on the other side, you have uh, corporate foundations, private foundations, corporations that give that understand long ball because they play long ball in their business model, right? And those are the targets that we go after for these more systemic things. Look, we want to feed people that are hungry now. We want to clothe people who are cold now. But at the same time we do that through the gifts of the people that work in your company, right, CEO of Company X, when you give your corporate gift we like that to be able to be something we vector at the root causes of why those people are cold and hungry in the first place. 
there's a, there's a there's a kind of a I don't know what you call it a not a legend but a story that gets told in this sector a lot about an ogre that invades a village and the ogre starts taking the village's babies and throwing them into the neighboring stream and and the villagers are all you know they're freaking out and they're running down to the end of the stream with nets to dip the babies out before the waterfall until two of the villagers look at each other and go why don't we go back and kill that ogre and so while the rest of the villagers are dipping babies these two go back and they slay the ogre and all of a sudden the problem of dipping babies is a lot less we think if we're successful with systems change initiatives the money that we spend up front will be money that's recaptured on the backside and less money that has to be given to programs that treat symptoms. T.D. Spires is the president and CEO of United of the United Way of Tarrant County, their website, unitedwaytarrant.org. You've got a, a pretty interesting campaign going right now with Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah, Pudge Rodriguez. The we just, legend. Just unveiled Hall of Famer Pudge Rodriguez uh, is our honorary campaign chair. Uh, and he's uh, he's but so talk about team ball right there you go there you Boom. go <laughs> so it was uh, it was it was a great opportunity Mark Nerdin uh, the regional president of Bank of Texas in Fort Worth is our our campaign chair and Pudge is our honorary chair and together they're leading this effort how important are partnerships like that for an organization like yours well we think it's huge I mean obviously you've got um, a name a respected name uh, and a, and a name that's I mean revered across the country right and and but but Pudge also represents a lot of really cool things you know he's been very active in this community in his time here, an active volunteer. He's got a lot of causes that he supports that we're weaving into the campaign. So it is truly a partnership, and we want people to understand the uh, vibrant nature of what we do, and having a vibrant celebrity personality like Pudge there is, uh, is a big part of it. He was part of our big kickoff on Thursday that we did in Sundance Square, and he will continually be part of this campaign as we go through this season. One of the things that I think that I want to wrap up with is the idea of what you guys are looking for. Are you looking for organizations to be partners? Are you more concerned with finding people that are going to be the donors for those programs and, and partners that you, you work with? Are you on the lookout for both? Absolutely. Or do you focus on one? We Well, we, we can't. The, the focus is on the community. Therefore, you can't focus on one of those or the other. For, to give you a really great illustration of that, most United Ways, uh, they're structured in two major departments. One of them is, is traditionally called resource development. That's the people that go out and raise the revenue, right, do the campaigns, raise the funds. And the other department is called community development. And those are the people that work with those other agencies and that, that allocate the monies out so that they can be great things can happen in the community. What we've done at United Way of Tarrant County is we have we have uh, crushed the wall, literally and figuratively, between those two departments. We actually had a big blue wall that separated them in our building, and we took sledgehammers to it. We knocked it down, and uh, and we combined those two departments into a new department that we call community investment. And this takes revenue that comes in from donors and gives them a d- more direct connectivity with how it's executed in the community, how it's spent, how it's allocated. Are you really into the idea of those real physical things that you're doing within the organization, like you're saying you smashed down mm-hmm. a wall. Are, do, you, do you like to provide those to the organization? Is that one of the tactics you use as a leader? Uh, probably kind of dynamic, dynamic things that will help make well, of course the organization look at things in a different way. Yeah, it's 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 important that there are physical manifestations of the things we talk about figuratively. It's not just an idea. What, the stuff we're doing is 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 full of ideas, new ideas, fresh ideas, innovative ideas. But unless it manifests itself in changing a life, unless it manifests itself now in changing the future direction of an entire population, then it's just an idea. 
Uh, our new mission statement is very, uh, th I think, reflective of this. It's uh, thriving communities, welcoming neighborhoods, and a strong economy across Tarrant County. Uh, it's not just about the individual lives that get changed, but it's about the collective lives that get changed when entire schools, entire populations, entire groups of people who suffer, say, for example, the homeless, now have a new reality and a brighter future because of the work we've been able to inspire through partnership. So it really is an approach both on the donor or investment side as well as on the, um, on the uh, execution or allocation side. Wrapping up. You said you have an event coming up on September 7th. Yeah, we're bringing a guy to town. A lot of people have probably seen it. His, his TED Talk went viral, a guy named Dan Pilata. It's, it's one of those cheesy titles you always see on a video or a meme on the Internet, right? It's, the way we think about charity is dead wrong. That's, that's, that's Dan. And he does some incredible work on getting us to rethink how we raise resources to help change the world. And he is doing a, a training here in North Texas. We're partnering with uh, Plano-based My Possibilities, a great organization that supports adults with disabilities. Uh, we're partnering with My Possibilities to bring Dan to Globe Life Park in Arlington on September 7th for a one-day training. Um, anybody who's part of social sector leadership, especially board and executive leadership, uh, really owes it to themselves to come and be a part of that on September 7th. It's a fantastic organization, the United Way of Tarrant County. You can find them online, unitedwaytarrant.org, if you want to volunteer, if you want to be a part of this organization in just about any capacity. I can't imagine that you guys have a, a, a limited number of ways that you can help. You're going to be able to do a lot yeah. for the community and for yourself. That's actually. the place to go. Uh, T.D. Smyers has been my guest. He is their president and CEO. Sir, it was great speaking with you, Enjoy, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.